wherever your alarm goes off. All over this amazing place we call home, it doesn't get any better than this. Well, it could. We just don't have the budget. Broadcasting live and local, this is Lee Faulkner on 864 Triple M. And it is the podcast version where you get to sit back, relax and catch up on some of those things that you missed. Re-listen to some things that you enjoyed and maybe catch up on things that we never even got to air because, well, we ran out of time or it just wasn't good enough, so we bung it. No, I'm only joking. Uh, this is Lee Faulkner on 864 Triple M Podcast, and we've got plenty coming up for you. I'll have a bit of a laugh with some You Can't Be Serious, say uh, Friday Foodies, The Cafe. Uh, that was a great discussion about a couple of things, including homemade gifts on Valentine's Day. Yes or no? Well, we talked about that, thanks to Milk and Honey, and... On a Friday, it's our Flock of 80s Friday on Triple M, and we play a little thing to kickstart the day called the Generation Game. This time, my producer Rob, who's only 26, didn't live in the 80s, took on someone who had lived in the 80s to see who knew more about 80s television shows, and this is what happened. We've got five questions, so we've got five a questions. potential for a tiebreaker if we need it. All right. Yeah. Here we go. First question. Classic Aussie television, this one. We'll start with that. Ted Bullpit was the central character in which Aussie TV show that had a name that was uh, familiar to Holden car lovers? Yeah, Kingswood Country. Do we buzz in? Kingswood Country is right. Oh, sorry, didn't I tell you to buzz in, Andrew? Oh, oh sorry. No. Andrew's already got the first one. Oh, he's one nil up. <laughs> What does Robbie one. know? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well, right. we just use our name. Use really? your name to buzz it. Yeah, of course. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, right. absolutely. No problem at all. One nil. Okay. Starring John Forsyth, Linda Evans and Joan Collins. Which show centred around the wealthy lives of the Carringtons and the Colbys, who were oil-rich families in Denver, Colorado? Robert? Yeah? Beverly Hillbillies? No! <laughs> Andrew. But they found oil. Andrew. Dynasty, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, he's he's walking all over you at the moment, producer Rob. The Beverly Hillbillies. They found For oil. For starters, that was a show was in the late Denver. 50s, early 60s, not the oh, 80s. Uh, secondly, <laughs> I, oh, there's just too many things about that that I don't even want to talk about. All right, this could win it because if you're up 3-0, it's all over. Okay? From which iconic Aussie TV show... Did we shed a tear over the death of Molly and fall in love with a wombat called Fatso? Yeah, Andrew. Yes, Andrew? Country practice. I think that is it. (laughs) I think that is it. No. I, Come on. No, okay. Well, there's two more. There's two more questions. Yeah, come well, on. I'll, give him, I'll give him a chance. I won't even say anything. Okay, now. let's I'll see if you know these last this is, two. This is for honour now. This is for honour. Hill Street Blues. Oh, here we go. Was a TV show about people who lived on Hill Street, the police, or blues musicians? Probably, I'll say the police. Yes, hey. it was. It was a very gritty police drama. Last one, uh, starring Don Johnson as Sonny Crockett. What was the name of this slick TV series known for Ferraris and pastel suits? Miami Vice. Yes. Hey. Well, there you go. He knew two. He didn't know the others, though. Uh, well done, Andrew. You proved it. You know more about 80s TV than producer Rob. Right, yeah. Thanks for the, thanks for the go. I, I'm really enjoying the show and the direction it's taking. 
You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And a valuable avant-garde painting has been vandalised by a security guard who drew eyes on faceless figures in the artwork on his first day working in a Russian gallery. Anna Liposkaya's Three Figures was on display as part of an abstract art exhibition at the Boris Yeltsin Presidential Centre when the guard drew eyes on it using a ballpoint pen. Not surprisingly, the guard was fired immediately, and rightly so. I mean, if you're going to vandalise a 100-year-old culturally significant artwork, you use a sharpie, not a ballpoint pen. Anyway, the guard Alexander Vasilev is now speaking out and claims he was egged on by teenage girls. Really? First day on the job and three teens convince you to destroy the one thing that you were hired to protect. I'm not sure that security work is for him. Anyway, art experts say the damage to the painting worth over a million dollars isn't irreversible thanks to his soft stroke. The 63-year-old former soldier says he didn't like the painting, which left him feeling confused and depressed. He then claims he was approached by a group of teens who asked him to draw the eyes on the figures after telling him that it was their painting. They handed me a pen, so I drew the eyes on. I thought it was children's art. So essentially, Alexander had no idea what he was doing and was easily led into a bad situation by some young women. He's now the head of hotel quarantine security in Melbourne. You cannot be serious! Once again, I'm very fortunate to have the support of Milk and Honey and Street and Toowoomba. That's why we're asking you to continue to support them too. Uh, they're a wonderful local business uh, and that lamb bagel, wow, it is just absolutely delicious. So ask for what Lee had for breakfast and they will sort you out for that. I'm also very fortunate to have some fantastic guests uh, as we always do. Uh, Andrea Frost, good morning. Good morning, Lee. Andy Green, good morning to you. All right, lovely to have you both in here. Let's talk about these things uh, that are on the menu this morning. One of them is something that's been taken off the menu. <laughs> uh, with parents furious at a United Kingdom school who's banned meat from student lunches. Uh, canteens and things are a little bit different in other countries in the world and, and they, they do things a little bit differently uh, and they provide these meals and they basically said, you know what, we don't think that uh, it's that healthy to be uh, pumping lamb chops and uh, sausages into the kids, so uh, we're going to go completely vegetarian. Of course, a lot of people have suggested this is just this whole woke movement, uh, not a word that I'm particularly fond of, but uh, look, I did think this might be just a step too far because surely it's the same either side of the argument. If you uh, don't want your kids eating meat, well, they should have that option. So it shouldn't just be nothing but hamburgers and hot dogs. Uh, But surely the option should be either way. Uh, Andrea, have they gone a step too far by saying, that's it, no meat? I think they might have, Lee. I think like anything, balance. I thought it was interesting. They obviously didn't consult anyone on this. I thought initially it was that you weren't allowed to bring it in your lunchbox and maybe there was some odd food temperature thing. But no, obviously it's... um, the UK and they're fed as part of their school day. That's right. Um, So I thought it was quite odd. And to be honest, goodness knows um, in terms of is that really healthier, like a veggie sausage compared to a, There's a lot of lean about pork that. sausage? And I don't know. I think I'd want to know what my child was eating if it was something that um, we're not used to eating at home and was a little bit off-centre, which potentially, who knows, um, I don't know digging myself a hole there, no, <laughs> not, knowing, I, I'm not knowing too much about, um, you know, but products if, that are created. Yes. I, I'm all for authentic. If it looks like a sausage, it should be a sausage. If you want it, you know, certainly vegetarian dishes are delicious. We do some meat-free Mondays and stuff. But Me too. I think um, the idea that there's a vegetarian sausages over the other with no consultation is quite odd. And really. no alternative for yes. those that, that want it. Uh, you know, we all like a lean pork sausage every now and again. But... 
Uh, you might want a, a meat-free option on a particular day. You might have vegan children, and that's fine too. But what about the meat-eating children? What about the butcher's kids? Uh, like my producer, Robbie, going to school, he shouldn't have to just have salad if he wants to chow down on a chop. You know what? If uh, God didn't want us to eat animals, he shouldn't have made them of delicious, so beautiful meat. Oh. Um, but I've got animals many, many, many thoughts on this, um, Lee. I'm actually all for, for the vegetarian menu. I, I think it's a great idea, but um, I don't like saying, sending out to parents, oh, you, your kids can't have meat in their lunchbox. So I think that's absolutely ridiculous. But the, um, the head teacher's comments about the carbon footprint were the part that got me <laughs> a little bit riled up because... Let's face it, guys, 48% of the food that is consumed in the UK is imported. So those veggies they're bringing in, the carbon footprint on those is just as big, if not bigger, because that region that that school's in, they are a beef, um, sheep, like lamb and dairy region. They actually could have almost no carbon footprint if they worked with local farmers. So that's bulldust. I call that bulldust straight away. If it's cost saving, if it's beneficial for for dietary, great. I want kids to have more veggies. Absolutely. But if if I, Wendy Green, want to send my little boy with some ham on his sandwich in his lunchbox, no one's going to stop me. (laughs) (laughs) Ab- <laughs> 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 Nothing I'd like to try, Andrew. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's a consultation, obviously. Well, Parents yeah. clearly didn't know anything about it. I no. think that's the big thing. And like it anything is. in a school, bit of consultation. I think I think that's exactly right. And and sit down with the PNC, have a good chat with the parents that are actually paying the school fees and make a decision based on that. And I think probably what they would have found is that uh, there would be a 50-50 in the room, in which case it's got to be 50-50 at the lunch Absolutely. counter. So let's not go too stupid either way. All right, uh, this one, uh, this, this rolled me up, this one. Look, I'm not totally against handmade gifts. I've never been the biggest <laughs> fan, but, you know, homemade gifts. But, you know, when you have kids, you're soft, a little bit because your kids bring you home an ashtray. I've never smoked in my life, but uh, I've got a couple of them. I, I, I got a spice rack, and you know the thing. You know the spices fall out of it every now and again, and a couple. Of, but I loved them because my kids did it, and I got them for Father's Day, and maybe as an old, you know, one of the presents or a birthday or something along those lines. But I'm sorry. I understand what this woman is saying on social media. She, her hubby or other half, uh, along with the kids, uh, knocked up a homemade gift for her Valentine's Day present, and she's none too impressed. And I agree with her. A photo wow. frame, handmade photo frame from Dad and the kids, that's not a Valentine's Day gift. That's cheap. That's what that is. That's cheap. And why are the kids involved in Valentine's Day Anyway, I mean, this is a romantic day to remind the two of you of the connection and the love that you had that brought the children about, the, you know, romance that you enjoyed before they ruined everything, and the romance you'll enjoy again when they're finally gone. But why would you sully the waters with a handmade gift on Valentine's Day? Wendy... I mean, he, you know. Oh, my friend. Am Lee, I right or am I right? You've given me a whole new <laughs> angle on this. Just, um, I just read it and steam came out of my ears, basically thinking, what an ungrateful biatch. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? A $200 necklace, darling. Because <laughs> that's what she wanted. Yes, and in the story, it. that's what and, she's and like. Look, oh, he usually buys me jewellery, and I was expecting a nice little bit of jewellery. Uh, <laughs> it's my one time of the year that I get the jewellery, and so I have these pieces that I've collected, and that was what I was expecting. Yeah. I got a handmade photo from L- little little bit misguided putting it all over social media. Um, oh, but for Valentine's Day, yeah. Mm, but there know. was this whole thing about 
we're oh. all becoming one family and da da da. Oh, but I, like Lee, you've sort of turned me a little bit with your Make thing that about Mother's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day. This yeah. is the one day to celebrate each other. Yeah. Oh, I'd she. <laughs> She shouldn't have put it on social media. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> sitting on the fence over there. Absolutely. Right. Go uh, buy your own necklace, love. you got some splitters there, Wendy. There's some splitters. <laughs> I'm on that fence You now. are right on the fence. All right, Andrew, you're hopping one side of the fence or the other. Oh, uh, Valentine's Day, a handmade gift. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, getting the bathtub going with making up a handmade batch of perfume for my wife for Valentine's Day <laughs> with the kids. Here, put some more bergamot in it. Uh, we're not doing that. It's his Valentine's Day. Surely he could dig into the wallet for one day and save his cheapness for later in the year. Oh, look, I don't know, Lee, if he was being cheap, but I was with Wendy. You have shown me the other side in terms of that whole idea that Valentine's Day doesn't involve the kids. Yep. That, But can I just say, in the whole spirit of the day, he obviously meant well. So if she was really, really responding in the spirit of love and the spirit of the day, I think she'd keep her mouth closed. Be a little bit disappointed, but accept it graciously because she loves him and because it's Valentine's Day. So I think her attitude is what has ruined the whole. On paper, probably not great, but then social media, having a spat, they obviously had a bit of a blue about <laughs> it. Like the whole thing. And I'd expect that too. I think I she's shot herself in the foot in terms of. Um, I'll be I'll be surprised if they get married. Actually, I well, think he's pretty they might upset not about now. It. I she said that. For her I'd be walking, <laughs> mate. This is your notice. She she has shown her true colours, yeah, my friend. High maintenance. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, well, it could be the case too. But I, I can feel for it. I'm like, hang on, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'd be knocking up something in the shed with the kids. Get her a, get her something. Even if it's just a bottle of wine. Look just at you, you lovesick puppy. Yeah, I love you know, it. We've been together 23 years. Uh, nice. We've been married 17. And on Valentine's Day, you know, a bottle of champagne or something. You don't go crazy. Okay, so if it was a home-cooked meal... Well, see, I'm the, I do all you the know? cooking. And um. so I did cook a meal on Valentine's because it was Monday night. Uh, but, you know, yeah, that's a different you thing. Know, You're yeah. cooking a meal, but a, but a gift. And, and as I say, coming from the kids, the kids too, mm. I just didn't see that. I, I've never thought about involving my kids in our Valentine's Day celebrations. I, you know, I, no. You've no. opened up a whole new world no. to me. Mother's Lee. Day, her birthday, Christmas, she wins about it then. Kick it at the curb. But <laughs> Valentine's Day, I think she's got a right to feel. And particularly they're in a new, they haven't even got married yet. True. They're True. in that new loved up stage. True. He should have been filling the room with flowers and balloons. I wonder to what show the next her that, Valentine's you know, will be like. Oh, there won't be a next Valentine's, <laughs> I'll tell you that. He'll be out in the cold. That's what will be happening next Valentine's. <laughs> it's 22 past eight with his photo frame. <laughs> it's, it's Lee Faulkner, 864 And that is the cafe. Thanks to Milk and Honey Ann Street and Wilbur. And a big thanks to our guest, Andrea Frost. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Wendy Green, thank you. Always a pleasure. All right, off that fence now. My favourite time of the week because we get to talk all things food and we do it with Kristen O'Brien from Dine Darling Downs. Good morning. Good morning, Lee. You know, aren't you just loving these last weeks of summer? Yeah, oh, absolutely. The weather. It has just been so mild. It's absolutely perfect. And I would say it's great weather for a catch-up with friends this afternoon because there's a fabulous little foodie event. It's being held um, on the grounds of the Empire Theatre today. Ah, yes. Well, we know. I mean, we all love to talk things local. We love to talk things food. This afternoon from 3.30 uh, at Neal Street, the Empire Theatre lawns. I'm looking over that way as we speak. Uh, you can go and sample some of the best our local hospitality businesses and producers have to offer at the Locals for Locals event. Uh, this is being run by the Toowoomba Chamber of Commerce. 
It sure is. And, you know, this will be a great afternoon for foodies. And the lineup is nothing short of sensational. All of our favourites. Um, let's start with the sweet stuff. Hammy's Cupcakes will be there. Um, Parisian Pastisserie Annie will be there with all her beautiful uh, cakes and treats. And OMG Decadent Donuts. They are good donuts. <laughs> yeah. They are. Uh, we've just got so much to choose from. You can wash it down with some mead. Yes. Yeah. Uh, medieval stuff. Mead. <laughs> uh, we've got a new micro uh, meadery uh, called Valknut Meadery, situated right here in the Toowoomba region. Of course, mead, that sweet style alcoholic beverage that's made from raw honey and fruit. And uh, yeah, from ancient times. But, but it's got a resurgence happening. And I can it tell is. you, it really is something different if you want to to come down and try it uh, this afternoon. Uh, absolutely. And on the savoury side, uh, Rafi will be there from Karen Arm. He'll have some of his mouth-watering Asian fusion side um, oh, style yeah. dishes for you to try. Yeah, he's a great chef. The Flaming Knights will be there showcasing some delicious items off their new menu. And the team from High Country Hamlets will be there as well, Lee. Oh, fantastic. Look, so much foodie stuff happening up uh, that way at the moment too. Highfields, Kabbalah, Hampton, Crow's Nest. I mean, it, it's becoming the, the epicentre of our foodie culture. Great opportunity to find out more about that from the High Country Hamlets team. And I also see that uh, Peachy Distilling Co., there on the list, so oh, a sneaky gin or vodka tasting could be in order this afternoon. It definitely could. <laughs> I'm going to twist your arm there by the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe fair really. that. <laughs> maybe <laughs> fair that with a savoury tasting plate from Platter of Fact, and, and we love those. I've had a couple of those. Oh, we do. They make mm. beautiful platters. And um, look, it will be a really fantastic afternoon. Our friend Jeff's going to be there as well from oh, Darling Fresh. Great. So he'll have some of his amazing smoked products. We're huge fans of the brisket. Yes. The pulled pork, of course, one of my favourites. And um, the Grazier's Daughter, they will have a stall featuring the very best of our region. Abundant Organic Life will be there too, Lee. And they make the most awesome burgers and uh, Buddha bowls. So they do. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. The I Cooked yeah. and Monkey Business Catering, they'll be there, as well as a popular favourite, Melek's Baklava. And if you haven't had Melek's, but you've never had Baklava, <laughs> I promise you, it I is know. the best. I know. You absolutely have to try it. In fact, try everything, I say, yeah. this afternoon at the Locals for Locals event. It's outdoors in the fresh air. Starts around 3.30pm, so you could organise a catch-up with friends after school, maybe take the kids along. Yeah, for the grown-ups, meet some friends after mm. work, a few drinky-poos on the Empire lawn, and sample some of this delicious food. It's all happening from 3.30 this afternoon, live music as well, entry free, the Empire Theatre Grounds in Neil Street. And of course, all of this, it's brought to you by the Toowoomba Chamber of Commerce, NBN Local, the Serengeti Print Group, and of course, Southern Cross Oz Stereo. Oh, well, we had to be involved in something to do with food and grog, didn't we? Uh, Get down there this afternoon and check it out. And you can check out the best places to eat and drink at dinedarlingdowns.com.au and every Friday morning here on Friday Foodies. And we will talk to you again next week. Thanks, Lee.